Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Monday through Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. There's a lot of podcasts out there. And you choose this one. Monday through Friday. Look at you. Thank you. Totes preach. And here's what you got to do. The only thing you got to do, there's three ways to help me out. Tag a friend in my Instagram videos that I'm posting. Make it your Instagram story that you're listening. Tag a bitch. Or support the sponsors. If they've got a product that can help your life, you use the promo code, now you're helping me. It all comes back around. So that's all you got to do. I, oh, oh my God, I got to sneeze. It never came. Oh, no. Isn't that the worst? A sneeze that never comes. I, it was right on the tip of my nostrils. We're here Monday through Friday. Keep sending your emails. Today's a big email day. We're going to go through a lot of emails. It's going to be a quick, not a quick hit, but we're going to go through a lot of emails. I'm going to do a charcuterie chat at the end. I'm going to plug the sponsors. All the sponsors are in the the uh, description of the episode. Before we get started, this Sunday night, this Sunday night, I'm doing another virtual happy hour. These ver- and I'm doing. We change. We're now doing it Sunday because I think it's a Sunday vibe. We're gonna have a drink. We're gonna do. We're gonna. It's and it's run like a talk show. If you haven't been to one yet, come, come, come. Bring a friend. Bring a bring a uh, a guy you're seeing, a girl you're seeing. It is a great event. You don't have to get dressed up. It works like a talk show. You watch it like it's on TV, but it's live. It's it's like The Tonight Show. It's my version of The Tonight Show, and I love doing it. So the link to get tickets is in my is in my it's on my Instagram somewhere, either stories or bio. It's in the description of this episode. I'll I'll make sure it's in the description. Get your tickets now. Sunday night. We're going to end the week strong. This is the Beach by 4th. It is the 4th of July version of this happy hour. I got two special guests. We have an audience member that's going to come on and do a dating app profile makeover. I got fun rants, fun segments. I get into this. So get your tickets. Get your tickets. Link in the description of this episode. Let's do the emails. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Hi, Jared. Feather, feather, how do you own your standard without coming across inflexible or uptight, especially when it comes to dating new people? Thank you. It's a great question. I think I use these, this phrase, owning your standard, a lot. And, and sometimes that gets misunderstood. Let me start by saying there's no such thing as a wrong standard. Whatever your standard is, it's right. That's right. Of course, I'm saying within, you know, I, I shouldn't even have to say this, but I'm saying if your standard is, well, you got to come over and you got to let me hit you upside the head. Like, that's stupid. Whatever your standard is, is correct. The key here. So if you're if you're someone that's like that person's got to pay for the first date, that's your standard. That person's got to pick me up. That's your standard. That person's got to call me after we're done to make sure I got home safe. That's your standard. I want to fuck every night. The first minute we meet, we go to a bathroom and we fuck and then we go on a date. That's your standard. Again, the it can be crazy because it's yours. And 
you can be as stringent with your standard. Your standard can also change from person to person. You can say, you know what? That used to be my standard. My standard used to be I sleep with everyone on the first date to make sure they're a good fuck. That could, that could be your standard at some point. Then the next time you meet someone, you go, you know what? I've realized that that's not a great standard for me. And now I won't have sex with someone unless we're in an exclusive relationship. That's your standard. That's fine. They, they all work. The important part is to make sure you're not getting taking it personally when someone doesn't want to meet your standard. That's the way that you don't look uptight. It becomes uptight when you get zoned in that this is a personal thing. You won't take me out to dinner. That means you think that I am less than and I don't deserve a dinner. And I, No, 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 no. They're just telling you their standard is different than yours and they're not willing to level up to yours. So I think that's what happens. So, and, and, and if you're wondering, well, what about, what, what about this? What I like to do, a fun exercise I like to do is whenever I'm in, I'm thinking, I, I always start, am I crazy? And then I move on to, okay, let's imagine that person going to their friends complaining about me. That's, that's, and I always imagine, I go, okay, let's say I, I wanted to, I, 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 I go on, I need to be, ta can, like imagine someone going to their friends and being like, can you believe I met this guy in a dating app and he was like, and, and, and I met this guy on a dating app and he, he, he was like, and, and he didn't want to come to my apartment to meet me? Can you imagine? The, the, friend, the, the, the friends would go, well, yeah, I, I mean, you're a stranger. You, you should meet someone for the first time out at a, you know, coffee or drinks. See? So that goes back to like, if someone said to you, well, why don't you come over? And you said, no, that's not you being uptight and flexible. That's you saying... No, and, and, and the way to not take it personally, you just go, hey, I'm not going to come overnight, but I'd love to do drinks sometime. See? See how you like, you have to do the jujitsu. You have to go, that idea ain't good for me, but I'd love to do this. That, ain't, that idea sucks for me, but I'll do that. You always are, and there's a point where the, that person gives up offering below your standard, and you give up on them trying to add up to yours. I hope this all makes sense. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. A lawyer afraid of confrontation. Jared I went on a really great date over a week ago. The guy and I hit it off and the date really felt fun and easy. We ended up with a makeout and agreeing to see each other again. We were texting, trying to figure out a day to go out again. Hours went by between his responses. Has, he's almost finished with law school and is working at a law firm. He mentioned being in and out of the courtroom, so I tried to be understanding. He said he made a reservation for dinner on Wednesday but wanted to try and hang out Tuesday too. Since time was passing on Tuesday and I had no idea what the plan was, I got annoyed. I asked that he just give me a call when he was free so we could figure out uh, – uh, figure out instead of doing it via text by noon on Wednesday. I still hadn't heard from him. I texted and told him I wouldn't be meeting him because I felt that he didn't respect my time and I'm looking for someone that's a better communicator. He said he understood and wrote me a bullet point list explaining what happened and that he didn't see an issue with his communication. This felt ridiculous and really immature. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, this is back to the owning your standard thing. And this is about to not taking it personally. I think it's perfectly fine to say, you know what? Cancel the day. I think when you take it personally, you go, I will find someone that will respect my time. That is true. 
You should find someone who respects your time. But to say, you don't respect my time, yeah, I guess that's true too, but I, I, he doesn't respect your time. But I, I think he is looking for someone who will see respect of time on the same wavelength as him. That's really what's going on. If I could fashion his argument into a non-evil version of what he's doing. You can make it evil. You can go, oh, well, yeah, I don't respect your fucking time. I, and, 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 but it's not personal, again. Because, so I, I, I think what you did is perfectly fine, but I, I understand, he, the reason he's coming back with this bullet point is like, and I texted you up at 11 a.m. You know, like, he said he understood and wrote me on a bullet point. The reason he's coming back this way is because he feels like he's being uh, personally assaulted, which you're not really, but I, I, I can understand how a little shift in the languaging could make it so you wouldn't get the bullet point, but it's crazy for him to send. Explaining what happened and that he didn't see an issue with his communication. This felt ridiculous and really immature. Two days later, he texted apologizing, said, saying he would love to see me again. He said he hadn't had so much fun with someone in a while, blah, blah, blah. I gave him another chance. Fine. Okay. We had plans to meet Sunday at this restaurant, but he never confirmed the time. I texted Saturday asking what time worked. He didn't answer. Sunday, I texted him, uh, but it looks like he blocked my number. I also found out via a quick Facebook search that he's divorced and has a daughter. Uh, that's not really that important. I, I understand that. Okay. He didn't bring any of this up on the date at all. Needless to say, this guy has a lot going on and apparently some issues he has to work out. I'm not taking this personally. You're not. I agree you're not. Even though I, I, the way you said it could be misconstrued as personal, but you're, I know you're not. I've just never had a guy act like this and then block me out of nowhere. What do you think happened? Also, why apologize and try to see me again? And if he didn't want to follow through, just tell me. If he comes back around, is it the move to just ignore him? Yes, you should ignore him. The reason this is happening is, again, this is back to owning your standards. You were like, I'm not going to date someone who can't even confirm a time. He, he, you let him know that. He, and, and also, if I could go back through this, the reason he promised the Tuesday hangout and the Wednesday hangout is this happens a lot when somebody is, is a canceller. They overpromise and then they take some back. So they try to romance you with this idea of like, no, we'll do Tuesday and Wednesday. And you're like, whoa, this guy's for real. That's what he's trying to play. So Tuesday doesn't happen. Wednesday then doesn't happen. You, you cancel Wednesday because you're like, you're not even giving me a fucking time. I don't even know where I'm going. I have things I have to do. I have to, you have a schedule to make. He writes out the bullet point list because he feels personally offended. And then he comes back around because he's like, hey, I'm still here. You're still talking to me. And the reason he comes back is because why would he give up? He wants to see if you'll put up with his games. And the reason he blocks is because you're like, hey, what time? And he's like, oh, this isn't going to be on my terms. This is you owning a standard. This is him seeing that he can't add up to it. He gives up. You move on. This is, this is actually... As if I planned that this should be the second email because it is the exact scenario. You move on. Game over. You tried. But you let him know what you want and he didn't add up to it. And then he tried again to see if you would add up to his standard. And you said, no, it's a different standard. And he went, bye-bye. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Hi, Jared. Thank you for the daily content during quarantine. Oh, I had a coffee and now it's gone. Oh, 
Uh, the highlight of my day is taking my lunchtime walk and listening to Freed by Noon. Also kind of, oh, thank you. See, look at how nice this person I live with is. She's so sweet and beautiful bringing the coffee. She does, this explanation has gone on too long and now she doesn't believe my compliments even though I mean them. Love you. Also, counting down the days until you reschedule Boston show. I'm, oh, show. This weekend, I'm going to be in Connecticut. If you're in Connecticut, come. I'm doing a show at a winery. Uh, I'm writing in today to get your take on something that myself and lots of my single girlfriends experience. Why is it that every time you start seeing somebody new, all of the previous fuckboys seem to emerge? My most recent example happened last weekend. Last week on Wednesday, I went on my first hinge date since coronavirus took over the world. It went great. I went home with him and we hooked up. All of a sudden on Saturday, I got a text from a guy I met on hinge last May and haven't seen since November. He reached out at the beginning of quarantine, but we only texted briefly. I then attempted to arrange a hookup in April, but he didn't play along. I won't get into the details about how much of a fuckboy he is, but he does. But does he and all the other fuckboys out there roaming the earth have a sixth sense? I need to know how these dudes can sense another man's dick. Any thoughts and theories are appreciated. Um, I, I'm not sure if this is one of those things that like when you start to notice, then it just happens a lot. Like when you're like, you know, you're like, oh, my God, that's you. you I haven't heard that song in years. And then you hear the song over and over again because you notice the, the song that you hadn't heard in years. Um, I also think that you're referencing the word, I guess, fuck boy, which I'm not really a fan of the phrase. I, I, I'm not sure if that gets us anywhere um, socially. Um, but I, I, I will say anyone that you don't have an ending with, most men will come back for the if and when. So if you didn't have an ending, if it was kind of a loose, like it fizzled out, Guys see that as an opportunity to reach out to you when you come to mind. So this happens a lot with like Instagram posting. If you post an Instagram picture, what ends up happening within hours, you get these texts like, hey, how you been? It's because they're like, oh, you don't hate me. You've been, I think, attracted to me. The lines of communication are open. This is kind of the problem with ghosting when you don't like when you don't end some, with somebody on your own, they kind of have this like, they kind of see you as what I call a friendly. You have no reason to lash out at them when they first get in touch. So it's a safe place for them to send the text. Like for him, he's like, oh, we didn't work out back then and she wanted me to come over. Why wouldn't I text? I don't know if it's a sixth sense for like, oh, you like just had sex with someone else or just hooked up with someone else. I do think that if the more guys you have in the rear view mirror that you don't have an ending with, the more opportunity is for them to be messaging you out of the blue. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com 98% 98 98.9% of the time. It is perfect. Jared, huge fan. Need your advice. Been dating my boyfriend for over a year and a half. He's 30 and I'm 26. He has always been very adamant about wanting to get married. And having kids soon with me. We do everything together from Christmas at my parents to seeing each other every other day. Everything seems perfect, except for the fact that he is not used to disagreements or arguments. 
His last relationship was his high school sweetheart, and they were long distance for most of the relationship. From what I have heard, they have never fought, but would break up constantly. So taking that in, a, in as much uh, confusion as I did. So take that in as much confusion as I did. Okay, that sentence is confusing. He has never seen his parents argue once. They are extremely religious and conservative. I have spent a week and a half with them over the holidays, and I can also say there was not one disagreement between them. Once my boyfriend and I got further in our relationship, we, of course, encountered things we don't 100% agree on. These disagreements were tiny and something that I found could be forgotten quickly. Example, I was anxious about it before a trip and was a little short and frazzled as we left. I la it lasted for maybe 10 minutes until I gathered myself and apologized. He held on to that for a week, although he acknowledged that is a way I rarely act. I am usually extremely friendly, positive, and love joking around, but it seems like the moment I become a little more human, he thinks everything is falling apart. It is hard uh, because we get along well, but maybe every three weeks we'll have a moment where we might not be each other's biggest fans for some reason or another we talk it out and i think we're all good but he can't let it go for a day or two last month he came out and said he had found his uh found he is reliant on a drug he was prescribed and is affecting his day-to-day -day activities since then he's been talking to a therapist as well as seeing a psychiatrist the last day before he was supposed to uh, stop taking uh the pills we he broke up with me I was in complete shock. The breakup was cold, and he had absolutely no emotion on his end. The opposite of uh, the total opposite, he had treated me every day over the last 18 months. The day before the breakup, he surprised me with a trip to NC to stay in a mountain cabin as a thank you for always being there for him. He was tearing up, telling me how grateful it was for me, and couldn't wait to grow stronger with me every uh, stronger every day with me. 24 hours later, we broke up. The day after the breakup, he calls and says he doesn't know what he's doing and the detox is already hard. Later, when I'm back in town, he, uh, he comes over and he says, thinks he just had a complete breakdown because of the addiction and loves me unconditionally. I was there through the next two weeks while he detoxed, saw a huge difference. We were doing great. Fast forward a month, we had a little disagreement. I literally forgot what uh, that's about, what it was about. That's how small it was. He was super quiet after I decided to have a, have a talk because I know... Because I have an uneasiness after our breakup. I feel like I, I decided to have a talk because I have an uneasiness after our breakup. I feel like he just keeps tallies of each minor inconvenience in our relationship. He responds to this by saying that he is definitely not sure of our future anymore since couples are not supposed to argue, but still wants to continue our relationship. Again, I am shocked because I can't stress enough. 98.9% .9 of our relationship is fucking amazing. I mean, by... I'm sorry to like take an assumption from this email, but this doesn't sound like a 98.9% .9 of a relationship is amazing email. The, if, if it may be great, but if you're afraid to bring up, if you, if you feel like things are being tallied and they're being held against you for longer than the fight feels over for, then I would say that you're kind of walking on eggshells in your own relationship a little bit. During those times, he's just uh, so eager to talk about our future and just so affectionate and open. The moment I don't want to play beer pong with his buddies or might be less than 100%, he thinks the world is ending. That's a little bit exhausting. I guess my question is, what do I do? I love him, but I feel so aware of every disagreement and, and a little sad. I have been going to a therapist so I can work on my communication skills and become very proud of how I articulate things. I can acknowledge disagreements are totally out of his comfort zone, but I feel like they are impossible to avoid completely. So I, I think maybe like since you both are entering into therapy, couples therapy might be like a good answer to this. Like I'm not like 
why not bring that up? Say, you know, because it seems like the basis of your issue is that anytime a disagreement comes up, it feels like it is not had in a healthy way. I think we can agree that that seems to be the theme of this email. To say 98.9% of the time everything's great, but then this 1% of the time it was enough for me to email J Train on the podcast, I, I, you know, I, I think it's a bigger issue than you're admitting. So, and I think you have to say to him, hey, every time we disagree, I f-, like, and also like, you know, a breakup like that where you get back together so quickly, it can be very jarring. You have almost like this, like, um, you know, this, this horrible memory that you keep relapsing on because you're like, well, what is it going to do? Is the next time going to be the time that he just ends thing out of the blue? If I were you, I would say, hey, we, every time we have a disagreement, I feel like this relationship could end. That's not normal. Maybe we should talk to a therapist or a relationship therapist about how we disagree so that we have the tools. I'm not a professional. This is the J Train podcast. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous what, you know, like I understand, I appreciate you writing this in, but this feels like one of those scenarios where you are looking for the tools to his uh, toolbox. You're looking for the key to unlock because you're working on it. You're like, hey, I'm here. Let's figure this out. You've obviously taken the time to look this over. This is a very well thought out email. It doesn't feel like he is doing the same for you. Both of you have to be the, the negotiation table. So I would go maybe find a couples therapist, go talk to the, and, and say to him, this is to figure out how we can have better communication when we have disagreements. Because it might be, you know, I'm not saying go to a couple therapist for the rest of your life, but you're both in certain therapies for your own things. That's great. You believe in therapy. So go together to be able to have, and maybe after a couple sessions, you're like, hey, now we have the tools to be able to get into each other's sheds. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We're sponsored. All these sponsors are in the description. Feature socks. I'm wearing them right now. They're fucking amazing. J, uh, you go features.com, code JTrain for $10 off your first pair. I am wearing them. They're hugging my feet right now. They're great. Magic Spoon, the Cocoa Magic Spoon cereal is great. Zero sugars, 12 grams of protein, uh, free shipping, and 100% happiness guarantee. Magicspoon.com slash JTrain. Quip. I love Quip because it, it, it puts everything on schedule for you. There's never a moment where you're left without the holding hand of Quip to get you through your toothbrush needs. So now, And it helps you create good habits. Start brushing your teeth with Quip. Go to quip.com slash JTrain to get your first refill free. Roman, get treatment for ED without going into an office. You can do it from the comfort of your own couch. Uh, for a free online visit, visit getroman.com slash JTrain. Great sponsors this week. Get involved. Friends without benefits. You give such a great advice. I would love to get a guy's perspective on this. I hooked up with one of my close friends unexpectedly one, one night a few months ago. He initiated it when two of us were hanging out alone. I'm not thinking about dating him, and I don't think he's interested in dating me. I'm just wondering. He hasn't tried to hook up again. Does that mean he had a bad time? I know girls might worry about things getting weird and ruining the friendship, but what, do guys, uh, what guys have told me in the past, they don't have the same concerns. That's not true. Guys do have the concern of ruining the friendship. Guys do have the concern of ruining 
the simplicity of their own life. So what do I mean by that? The fr- guys are very selfish people, so they're looking out for themselves. So he's saying, oh, if I keep hooking up with this friend, then she's going to become obsessed with me because I'm a narcissist and I'm, my mom told me I look good in a suit, so I must be, she must become upset. Every guy thinks every girl is going to become obsessed with him. And then they, they think, well, how am I going to get out of that? So a lot of times if you hook up with like a friend, the first thought is, oh, shit, how am I going to have to dump this friend? Because it's a narcissism. It's an ego. So they are worried about the friendship group. They are worried about they are worried about similar things, but it's a, maybe a little different where it kind of is built an ego and kind of a disgusting, icky way to describe it. Am I overthinking? You're not overthinking. I've been bored during quarantine. Would be down to do it again, but I don't want to be the one to initiate because I'm scared he won't want to. I think he is worried about the friend group and his own... Uh, his own... He doesn't want to be considered an asshole. And I think... When it's with a friend you're, and that you don't see yourself having a future with, a lot of guys think that a woman is always looking towards the future and never sees it as just a hookup. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Letting friends know the truth. Papa JT, big fan for years. I recently found out my partner of 10 years has been having an affair. The first time I found out, we agreed to work on it. But soon after, she went back to her questionable behavior. When I found out the second time, I kicked her out, which was a month ago. My very close friends and family know, but now that the bars in my area will reopening soon, so many people are going to ask. I lived here my whole life. I run a small business locally, and it's my town far more than hers. Everyone loved us. We're well known. It's going to be a huge shock. She still works, lives in the town, so people are going to see us both uh, see both of us quite a bit. My question is when people ask, I heard you two broke up. Do I tell them the truth without pointing fingers or blaming anybody? Just the facts or do I say nothing? I would love to get your input on this PS. If it matters, the guy she's been having an affair with is nothing to brag about. So by no means is she proud of her actions. I see this is my greatest advice to you is the high road. And I know that's very difficult to do. You were deceived. It's never good to get cheated on. It never feels good. All you want to do is kind of uh, emotionally hurt the person that hurt you this much. So your PS is exactly the wrong way to go. It won't make you sound good. PS, the guy, because that's where the conversation is going to go. All you have to say, what happened? We broke up. We were going through some hard times. And you know what? I don't regret having the relationship, but I'm ready to move on. That's really all it is. You know, you might have some good friends that go, well, what happened? And if it's a good friend, but you're talking about like, you know, the way you write this email, it sounds like you're worried about like the, the citizens of Mayberry having an issue or asking questions. Most people just don't want to get into it. And, and I think people will find out. It's not up to you to report that. It's up to you to say, hey, it didn't work out. We were trying. We were having tough times. I'm really upset it didn't work out, but it's time for us to move on to the next chapter of our lives. Or you put it in me terms. It's time for me to move on to the next chapter of my life. Someone may find out a month later, did she really cheat on you? You never told me. You go, you know what? It wasn't up to you. Yeah, that happened and it, it sucks, but I wasn't looking to like, she's obviously got, and then at that point you go, she's obviously got some things she's got to go through and, and I didn't want to be a part of that. And, and see how the dynamic's different. Let's say you come out and you go, 
that that chick was cheating on me. Then the people go, oh my god, and it immediately turns. Oh, she must be this. She must be. It turns into a shit talking fest, and then you're a part of the shit talking fest, and it's really not classy, and it's not making you look good. Now you're down in the mud, and then it turns into you go, and he's not even that good looking. Now you're talking shit about another guy. You know, like it makes you. I think like the high road is a more confident road, and. and also, it's going to take time to get to that. I, I would start thinking about getting to the place where, you know, it sucks to get cheated on. But again, these things aren't as personal as it seems. I don't think she went out to, like, get you. I think whatever happened, happened. I, that's a different subject altogether. But this is about you moving on. And you're never going to move on if all your conversations become about her cheating on you. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Let's do the charcuterie chat. Hit the music, Shelby. Today's charcuterie chat is about an Instagram account called So Yummy. I'm going to play their video right now that I have. And a lot, of, I have an issue with So Yummy because all of theirs look like this. Look at they're wrapping a banana, uh, they're putting down some berries putting down some blueberries. Oh, we're going to make a star. Oh, purple potato chips, fig crackers. Let's make some little stars. Oh, we'll put down some other cheese. And look, it's a moon on the star. And it's like, and now we're taking cream cheese. We're going to dip it in chives, chili salt, and we're going to take an olive and we're going to put it on different colored triscuits. And look it, we're playing cheesy checkers. And look it. I got these little, you know, tongs and I'm going to put some cheese in the middle and I'll put some chorizo and crackers and uh, look at I got a chip can and I cut it in half and I put the olives and I put the crumbled, uh, you know, blue cheese and little chat and look at pigs in a blanket and chorizo and look at you separate it for a vegan vegetarian omnivore. Fuck this company. Fuck this board. All of these things are annoying to me because it makes it seem like these are easy things to do. Anyone that would have you at the party would go, oh, you don't have a, you didn't know, you didn't know to, oh, I just put a banana in tinfoil and then spent the rest of my day making little stars out of cheese. Oh, you don't have chives, chili salt. All you do is take some chili salt and you take a little piece of cream cheese and you roll it around. Oh, you don't have chili salt. This is one of those, oh, you don't have a pizza board? To put your triscuits on to make a cheesy checker? Oh, you didn't. You don't have five different colored tongs to make a star shape? You didn't know how to do this? This is one of those accounts that makes people easily look like they didn't do anything at all when they spent their whole day doing this. Like, the idea that this one that separates it, that they go, Oh, that's that other section's for the omnivores. You didn't even know what the fucking meaning of the word omnivore was until you saw this so yummy thing. The so yummy company is there to make the most annoying person on your block look like they didn't do a lot of work when they actually did. That as if they just off the top of their no one would ever mention they got it from so yummy. They're gonna go, oh yeah, no, I, I whipped up some cheesy checkers. No, you didn't. You saw it. You went and spent the whole day counting and you pressed pause a thousand times on this video and then you made sure that you could make the cheesy checkers so that everyone could go, whoa, look at you. And then you didn't mention that you where you found it. It's like these meme accounts that take people's tweets and then take their name off the tweet. 
They, and then they go, oh, it's just, you know, oh, I found it somewhere. No, everyone assumes you came up with that tweet. In the same way that everyone's going to assume that you knew the meaning of the word omnivore and you made a try, you know, try, you know, veggie, vegetarian. You don't even know the difference between vegetarian and veggie, veggie, vegan. That's today's charcuterie chat. You can send in your charcuterie chat to jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.